you make no contact with your family, like you don't talk to them at all? Nope, because they're toxic as fuck. Are you also the villain for walking away from your toxic family in order to preserve your peace? Welcome to the Character Outs podcast, where I am on a mission to normalize going no contact with toxic family. Welcome, all you terrible people. Let's talk about it. Welcome back to the Character Outs podcast. My name is Terry, and I'm so happy you're here. Okay. Today, friends, we're going to talk about something that at first, when I went no contact, it made me sad. And now that I'm a little further down on my journey of no contact, it just, it just annoys me. It just annoys me. All right. We are going to talk today about how to handle the people who cannot handle that we have gone no contact with our toxic families. Okay. You know, the type, the ones that throw things at us like, oh, you just, you just need to forgive or it's your mom, or don't you feel guilty? Or, well, you're going to be sad when they die. Mm. I think my ears are bleeding. I think my ears are bleeding right now. Okay, friends. Now, I always start off with a fun little story or a joke or a quote or whatever. <laughs> it's a parable about judgment and perspective. A young couple moved into a new house. The next morning, while they were eating breakfast, the young woman saw her neighbor hanging the wash outside. That laundry's not very clean. She doesn't know how to wash laundry correctly. Perhaps she needs a better soap powder. Her husband looked on, remaining silent. Every time her neighbor hung her wash out to dry, the young woman made the same comments. A month later, the woman was surprised to see a nice, clean load of laundry hanging on the line and said to her husband, oh, look at that. She finally learned how to wash her laundry correctly. I wonder who taught her. The husband replied, I got up early and cleaned the windows this morning, sweetheart. <laughs> Don't you love that? Perspective and judgment. And we've all done it. I've done it, right? So... I think it is in our human nature to make quick, immediate judgment calls about people, whether we want to figure people out or it's our desire to understand people or, you know, maybe we're feeling shitty about ourselves and we want to feel better than that person. Listen, I've been there too. Okay. Like, come on, come on. If you're saying you've never felt that way about somebody, please, we've, we've all been the asshole, right? And I feel like if we have a little bit of compassion, it kind of helps, but it doesn't really fix it. And we're not going to be able to convince everyone. We're not. And that doesn't matter. That, that's not our goal. No, this is about you. This is about finding your power, getting to a place of strength, getting to a place where you answer without defending, if you even want a fucking answer, okay? But you get to a place where you answer without defending and you answer without sounding like you are justifying your choice or you are seeking validation. So sometimes when we begin our healing journey, we just want it in the past. Like we, we just need time to heal, time to brush the dirt off a little bit. And I, 
I get that. I, I sat in that place for many years. So I believe that your strength and your ability to stand there in a place of strength when someone asks you things like, why don't you talk to your family? Why, why, why haven't you just forgiven? I, I believe that that strength is built upon two pillars. It's your why and knowing your worth. So let's first talk about your why, why you left. You have to get so strong in your why that you, you are not shaken. How do you get there? How, how do you get there? For me, it was very cathartic to journal. I remember telling you guys on previous podcasts, um, journaling was very healing for me. But when my therapist first told me to journal, I'm like, fine. I got a cute little journal. Remember, it was like very tropical and beachy. And I got a little pen to match. And it sat on my bedside table for a while because I'm like, I don't fucking know what to say. Like, opens journal. I had coffee. Feeling okay today. Like, I, I didn't know where to start. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down and I want you to journal three things. Number one, I want you to journal the personality traits of your family members that have hurt you, your toxic family members. I want you to journal the personality traits and the character traits of your narcissistic mother as you know them because you lived with your family and your narcissistic mother for quite a long time. Number two, I want you to write down stories, no matter how silly or seemingly innocuous or insignificant that they might be. I want you to write them down. If it hurt you and it, it comes up in your head, I want you to write it down. Number three, I want you to write down every way that you bent, everything that you did, every way you changed and tried to adapt to fix the relationship. Every time you apologized, I want you to write all of that down. And listen, some, sometimes if you've just gone no contact or you're still kind of just a few footsteps down the road of no contact, you're like, I can't deal with this yet. And I get it. But when you are, when you're ready to build your strength, I feel like journaling is, is critical to write down because sometimes when you see it in black and white, it makes it hit differently. I want you to write down the personality traits. I want you to note the kind of people that they are, their character, how they treat others, how they speak about others. Because, you know, as much as they know the depths of us and our personality, and that's how they know exactly how to hurt us, we know them too. So I want you to get specific because when you see that back and you see it just in black and white personality trait of them, you're going to be like, oh, it's going to really make the fog clear, so to speak, that it, it's really shitty. Wow. Like they're a shitty person. And just because I share DNA with them doesn't mean that they're a good person. And that's kind of hard for us to, to grasp too. So get solid in your why. Why did you leave? Writing all these things down, writing what happened down, writing your final moment. I've said this before on the podcast, your final moment that you knew 
you would not be able to have a relationship with this person anymore. Write that down. And I want you to revisit it often. So the next pillar that we're going to talk about that I believe builds strength and power in us and helps us deal with these comments that come at us sometimes is knowing your worth. And I'm at a place now where I don't fucking care what anybody thinks about me. Oh, you think I'm a bitch? Fine. Think I'm a bitch. There's some people probably who don't like this podcast. I know that there's people that don't like me. I don't fucking care. Now, if someone I love in my family, my children, my husband, my, one of my best friends, I care what they think because we have a mutual loving relationship, right? But they also care what I think. If you're a fucking stranger, if, if, if I don't care, I don't, I don't care what anybody thinks. And it is such a place of power to not care what anybody thinks. And I feel like when we've been raised in a toxic family, we we're, we're under the guise of pleasing all the time. What does she think of me? What do they think of me? It's about how we look, how we dress, what we say, where we go, what our profession is, the friends that we hang out with, everything. And when you strip yourself of that and you're like, I don't fucking care anymore. I'm going to be authentically me and I don't fucking care. Really, it sets you free. And you present that strength to the world. So once you get to a place where you're carrying yourself with strength because you know your why and you're solid in your why and why you went no contact with your toxic family, and then you build upon that strength of knowing your worth, you will stand there strong in who you are, every aspect of your life. And you're not going to care. So knowing your worth, how do you, how do you know your worth when we were torn down our entire lives? When we were told dripped on and dripped on that we were pieces of shit, incapable, can't make the right choices. And every time we do, we fail. How do we redeem that? Well, of course you guys know that I'm a total Taylor Swift fan and there's that song Bejeweled that says familiarity breeds contempt. Don't put me in the basement when I want the penthouse of your heart. I love that part of the song. I'm giving you Taylor Swift to help you feel better. If you don't like Taylor Swift and you think I'm a complete moron, again, I don't care. Anyways, that part of the song resonated with me because I'm like, damn, I deserve the penthouse of your heart. You gave me the basement? Oh, no. Knowing your worth is also going to affect how you receive others into your life, the friends that you choose, the partners that you choose from there on. Know your worth. Another um, Taylor Swift song that I love, sorry, (laughs) is uh, from Antihero. And it says, I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. And that line stuck with me when I first heard it. Have you, have you ever done that? Have you ever looked in the mirror, looked in the mirror, looked directly into your very own eyes? Have you ever done that? I've done it. It's frightening. Like you want to look away, but I challenge you to look in the mirror and don't look away. Find quiet time and look at, look into your own eyes. Okay. And then when you're there, I want you to say three things that you love about yourself. 
I know, right? Awkward. It's a little weird. Don't go prepared. Just go to the mirror. As soon as you're done listening to this, just go to the mirror. Don't make a list and then go. No, go to the mirror and look at yourself. And I want you to think of three things that you really love about yourself. Maybe things that you've accomplished, things that you overcome, personality traits about yourself. Because here's the thing. We didn't hear those things from our family. And if we heard them, they were only because we were obeying at the moment. If we heard anything good from our narcissistic mother, it was only because we were obeying her and we were in line with her and then we were good. So it was, it was all kind of false. So I want you to really know your worth, find out what you love about yourself. What is it? What are your accomplishments? What are your greatest accomplishments? It's also great to journal too. I want you to journal your greatest accomplishments. We all make mistakes. We all fall. We all fuck up. Even, even when we know better, we still fuck up because we're human, right? And because listen, habits are hard to fucking break. You know, I was um, interviewing Mac from Dimming the Gaslight, and I'm going to have his epi- his interview on in a couple weeks. But, you know, I admitted to myself, like, I still carry shit into, I, I carried shit into my marriage. One of my worst, most toxic traits was I fought so fucking dirty, so dirty. Like, I would go for the jugular and just... And I'm very good with my words. I'm very good in the moment. Why? I had to be. It's how we were raised, right? Like I had to be on it. Like I'm almost more perceptively keen and on it when I'm in the midst of, of, a, of a flight moment and a chaotic moment. I can almost think more clearly. Isn't that a fucked up? And you know, and you hear how narcissistic abuse really does um, affect the chemistry of your brain. It really does. So it's those, and my heart is racing right now, even as I talk about it. Isn't that crazy? So we all have things that we're still working through. And I'll never forget my husband saying to me, he's like, Terry, for fuck's sake, like, why do you get so dirty? Why do you fight so dirty? He's like, it hurts. And it was the first time, my, listen, my ex-husband said that to me too, but I didn't listen. I wasn't at a healing point where I could listen. I didn't listen, but I heard it from him. And I was like, oh. And going through therapy, trying to get better ways of coping and, and expressing myself when I'm hurting, when I feel backed into a corner, when we're fighting, um, it was eye-opening for me. And I was like, oh, shit. And guess what? It, it's gotten so much better because that's what healing is about. It's a journey. No contact is a journey. Healing is a journey. We're never going to be perfect. But we need to stop the narrative in our heads that we're not worthy, that we're inept, that we're incapable. We need to, to stop that narrative. And we're the only people that can stop that narrative. So I want you to start embracing all of the wonderful things that you've done, all of the accomplishments, your character, write down your character. And then you want to know what's funny. Pull up that list that you wrote about your toxic family members and their character. And I want you to compare side by side personality traits, character traits. Okay. Do they look alike? It's kind of a, an empowering thing to look at your family members for exactly who they are. And it's scary and it's ugly. The reason it's scary is because, um, 
at the beginning of my healing and at the beginning of my no contact journey, it was so much easier for me to vilify them and not have compassion because my empathetic heart, if I had compassion, oh my God, maybe I'll go back. I'm going to reach out and feel bad. If I acknowledge my mom's trauma and if I if I acknowledge my brother's trauma, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to reach back. And if I acknowledge my dad's trauma, then I'm going to reach back. And if I acknowledge my, my stepmom's trauma, then I'm going to reach back. No. No. And it was such a scary thing to read the book, which I've mentioned before. It didn't start with you. I'll link it in the show notes. It was so scary to read that that chapter about family trauma. Cause I was like, fuck, if I have sympathy and compassion, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to feel bad and reach out to them. No friend. No, you can have compassion without reconciliation, just like you can have forgiveness without reconciliation, compassion for our family members. We can have that. It makes us a better person. But when you look at your family member and you look at the character traits for who they are, and then you look at who you are, it actually if it wasn't so tragic, it would be comical, right? It's like, wait, you, excuse me, you who looks like that, you're trying to tear me down? Oh, eh, bless your heart. That's adorable. Absolutely not. Another thing I got the idea from my daughter, um, is to find a picture of yourself as a baby or little you, eight-year-old, ten-year-old, teenager, whatever, whatever age resonates with you. I actually don't have a lot of photos of myself as a child because my mother has all of it. I've told you guys that before. She also, I believe, has all the, the videos of my children growing up. I'm 100% certain I left them in her closet during one of the kicked out, in and out, kicked out, kicked out. I know that they're there and praying to St. Anthony all the time that I get them back someday. But I've, I've kind of grieved that already. So even if I don't, it's just, I've grieved it. Anyway, I have, I have very little photos of myself as a baby, but the one I have, and I'm looking at it right now, I have it in my podcast room and I look at it as I record and it's this picture of me and I'll post it. And I must be, oh, maybe two. And I've got this sweet little, like, I don't know if I, if I really delve into what I'm thinking, I have this smile on, it's kind of a content smile. It's not really a joyful face. It's not. Um, but I'm at Disney world sitting in my stroller, probably waiting for the parade. Lucky me. I want to go back. Um, but I look at that little face and especially as a mom, I look at that little face and I'm like, Oh, little tiny tot. You didn't deserve any of what you received. And I want you to find that picture. And I want you to look at little you and tell little you that you didn't deserve any of what you received. And then begin the narrative of rewriting how we feel, rewriting our confidence, because it's a choice. We have we're responsible for how we feel about ourselves. Right. And, and I've said it before, if you don't feel it, fake it till you make it become an actress and fake it till you make it. But I want you to start embracing all of the beautiful things that you are, because you are not who your narcissistic mother said that you are. You're none of those things. You 
are the beautiful person that you are. And who are you? Write it down. Write down all the beautiful things. And we need to tell ourselves who we are because we have to remove the tape that was put tape. See, I'm so dating myself. (laughs) We need to remove the chip in our brain that our mothers put there. The chip that tells us we're not worthy. The chip that tells us we're incapable and we can't be trusted and we're going to fuck everything up and our choices are not right and don't, don't trust your gut. We need to remove that. And we need to tell ourselves what our mothers didn't tell us. Okay. So now I want to talk about something that might be a little controversial and I hope that you can understand me and hear my heart and know where I'm coming from. And I respect that number one, everyone is different. Number two, everyone has experienced different levels of trauma and they're at a different, um, and they're at a different place of healing. So I'm acknowledging all of that. And I don't want to sound like a bitch when I say this, but I want to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it because it's my podcast. (laughs) Okay. I've seen out there things that say my trauma didn't make me stronger. It gave me PTSD, anxiety, depression, etc. I agree with that and I don't agree with that. So, let me explain. I agree that my trauma 100% gave me PTSD, anxiety, depression, methods of operation like cutting people off, fighting dirty, lashing out, and I agree it gave me some very fucked up ways to handle life and people. I agree with that. Here's where I disagree. That's not where my story ends because it didn't just stop with the PTSD and the anxiety and the depression. No. Had I not gone through what I had gone through, had I not gone through the trauma that I had gone through, had I had not been kicked out of the house, had everything not happened to me, had I not been at the lowest of the lows, had I not been in the valley, I wouldn't have had to figure out who I am. I wouldn't have had to figure out how to stand again, how to pick myself up with no strength, dust the dirt off, how to get mentally strong for my kids, figure out how to make money, figure out where to live at, at, at one point. Had I not been thrown into the valley, I wouldn't have had to figure out how to climb out. And that climbing out made me stronger. It turned me into a fucking superhero who put me in the valley. My family, my fucking family put me in the valley. So I like to say my trauma made me stronger because it makes me feel victorious. It makes me feel like I'm a fucking superhero because to say my trauma only gave me PTSD means that they won. And again, that's just my opinion. And I hope I'm not offending anybody out there. It means that they won. It means that they still hold the power. They don't hold the power anymore. You do. And we are not going to allow them to not only win, we are not going to allow them to take one more second, one more day, 
one more holiday, one more birthday, one more celebration. We are not going to allow them to take anything else from us. We are in redemption mode. We are in superhero mode. And we still are dealing with the fallout of what was done. Yeah, we, we totally are. But I believe that I, I'm a superhero because I had to fucking figure it out all by myself. And now when I look at life, I'm like, bitch, I can handle anything. I come from a toxic family. Okay. I come from a toxic family. Okay. Now, let me just say, if you're still stuck in the valley and you're like, Terry, I just got to this fucking valley. Okay. Don't tell me to pick myself up yet. Nope. You stay there as long as you need to stay there as long as you need to friend. Stay in the valley. Do what you need to do to get yourself strong. And then you start climbing out and you climb out of that fucking valley that your family threw you in and you build your strength as you make your way to the top of the mountain. And listen, like I said, there's still fallout. I still have PTSD. Someone will still walk into the house or I'll, I'll, I'll hear stomping. And I'm like, <gasps> or my husband will walk in and like drop his bag on the counter. I'm like, are you mad? And he's like, no, I put my bag down. I'm like, it just sounded like you dropped it mad or, or someone will stop and be like, why are you stomping? Are you, are you okay? Are you mad? Nope. Okay. PTSD. I'll say it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm on medication for my anxiety and depression. I have no shame about it. So there's still fallout, but I am not going to stay in the fallout. I'm going to embrace the fact that I'm a fucking superhero. And so are you because we have overcome our toxic families. So the next time you are faced with someone who says something to you like, why, why aren't you forgiving? You know, or anything that we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I want you to put your shoulders back. I want you to remind yourself of your why and remind yourself of your worth. Stand there strong. I want you to get to a place of power and strength that comes by acknowledging your trauma. And then it comes by standing firmly on your why and your worth. Because nobody goes through what we've gone through and comes out on the other side completely unscathed. No, it fucked us up. You know, we went through some shit. We've been at the depths and the, the, the pits. We were completely broken. And like I said, if you are still on the ground and you're broken, you'll get there. You will get to superhero status. You are already a superhero status. You are already there. But you will feel like a superhero one day. I promise you that. I remember literally laying on the floor and crying and not having anybody and not knowing what the fuck I was going to do. You're going to make it through and you're going to be okay. You're not going to be stuck there forever. And we have to redeem everything that's happened to us. We have to redeem it because 
it can't all be for naught. It can't all be. I refuse to have everything that I've gone through be for naught, for nothing. So when you respond to these comments, number one, ask yourself, do I even want to respond? You don't have to. You can say something like, I don't feel like responding. I, I touched on this um, in my episode, what no contact is and what no contact is not. I talked on that. I talked about this. But I want you to be very strong. Think about strength. I want you to think about the strongest person. The strongest people are not the ones yelling the loudest. They're not the ones carrying on. No, the strongest person is the calmest person. The one who looks someone straight in the eye very calmly and says something like, it's okay. I, you may never understand what I've been through. And you can say to them, you want to hear my story? If you want to. And then you can also give a disclaimer. You can say whatever you want, friend. You are no longer under the, the spell of your toxic family or a narcissistic mom. You're not. You can say whatever the fuck you want. You can say, to, you can give them a disclaimer and say, just know, I'm not here to convince you. If you want to see it my way, great. If you don't, great. But also know, I am not open to critique or or comments. I'm not accepting them at this time. I, I'll give you a text if, if I'm going to be open to, to critique or comments, but I'm not at this time. I'm good. You know, when you get strong, you can respond very calmly. Shut it down. Dot. Join us over on Instagram at Character Outs Podcast. If you are struggling, have a question, whatever, if you want to reach out to me, I'm always here at characteroutspodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to share your story, I would love to hear it. And I'm sure that your story could resonate with everyone out there because I think that's, it's, it's becoming one of my favorite things that we're doing on the podcast now is the storytelling. Cause listen, the healing that comes after a toxic family is multifaceted. It doesn't just come from education. It doesn't just come from understanding and therapy. It's everything, all of those components together. But I have to be honest with you. What really kick-started my superhero-ness it was listening to stories, listening to stories of what other people have gone through, feeling so validated and strong and thinking, oh my God, it's not me. How many times have you thought, oh, it's just me. I'm the only one going through this. I, I, I'm the lone ranger. I'm the only one. When you hear stories that sound exactly like yours, you want to, you want to just fall over and cry. <laughs> that, that's what happened to me. I wanted to fall over and cry. And so that's one of my favorite parts right now about this podcast is people coming on, being so vulnerable and sharing their story. And you may not resonate with every story. It's fine. But 
you may resonate with one story or two stories. And if that propels your healing, ah, job done. So if you want to share your story, I would love to connect with you. Email me, DM me on Instagram. Email is better. I kind of see them faster, but reach out to me. I would love to hear your story. Even if you think, oh, it's really not that big of a deal. No, it is a big deal. Your story is a big deal. What you've gone through is a big deal. Don't minimize it. Okay. I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope you remember your worth. I hope you remember your why. I hope you remember that you are a badass. I hope you remember that you are not a villain for walking away from your toxic family and that you are not alone. Cheers till next time, friend.